Welcome back, everybody, to the Waggle and Whiff podcast. We are back. We got a very special episode coming to you today. Yes, indeed. A full review of Emily and I and our family's trip to Ireland. We're going to go through it all, all the details. But first, we got to tell you that the title sponsor of this podcast is Fairways and Fun Days. They are the tour operator we used in Ireland, and they're the best tour operator in Ireland, in my opinion. We did a lot of research. We stumbled upon these guys. We talked to their great customer service reps. They helped us out right away. You guys got a book with Fairways and Fun Days. If you go to fairwaysandfundays.com, that's fairways, the letter and, fundays.com, you will get, and you use the code waggle and whiff, that's waggle, the letter N, and whiff, uh, you will get a 5% discount on your tour, which is huge when you're spending a decent amount of cash um, to go over there to play great golf in Ireland. But I'm telling you guys right now, Fairways and Fund is the entire experience was great. Uh, they, they'll right off the top, they'll meet and greet you. They'll take care of your transportation. They, you know, the planning process was nice and easy. You give them any sort of, uh, you know, detail you want, specific courses, regions, and they help you out. No, so go to no. fairwaysandfunddays.com, use the code waggle and whiff and you'll get an exclusive 5% discount from them. Now, Steve, how hard is it to drive over in Ireland? Uh, we don't know because we chose not to do it. And, but, who, uh, did, and, who, and who took care of that for you? <laughs> Fairways and Fun Days definitely took care of that for us. I would highly not recommend driving on the opposite <laughs> side of the road for your first trip there. Um, and just, you know, especially if you have not done an overseas golf trip, it's the way to go book with a tour operator. They make the whole process easier. Like I said, you can start off with like, Hey, we just want to go to Northern Ireland and play port rush and, um, you know, uh, and Royal County down. And then they'll, they'll, they'll give you other suggestions. If you have other people in your group, like we did that are not a hundred percent golfers, they can, they can do different itineraries for people that don't golf. Um, they can they can arrange activities while the golfers are golfing for the non golfers in your in your group. Awesome. Uh, their drivers were great, so we had different dri- a couple different drivers the whole trip. But these guys, I mean, I could give them shout outs, but I won't because they're all great. That <laughs> um, we had we just had a blast with them. You pop it, you get back in the limo, you pop a Guinness, you got half an hour, forty minutes sometimes drive to and from your hotel. After the round, you're counting up scores, you're divvying up cash, all the gambling money, drinking beers playing some jams it's it's the trip of a lifetime honestly but you gotta book it with these guys fairways and fun days All right, so now let's welcome Emily back in, and let's get into the trip. Here I mean, about time. How is your platform? My platform? Yeah, you just spoke for six minutes. <laughs> I'm introducing cool. our friends at Fairways and Fun Days. I know. Phil was amazing, and his, the tour was just absolutely incredible. Well, let's I want to go back. They did an amazing job. Yes. So in uh, in honor of the Irish Open and the British Open coming up this week, we are finally recapping the uh, Ireland trip from Emily and I and our family this uh, last summer. Um, we've got great detail about this. You guys are going to love it. So just uh, 
stay tuned here. And if you guys are thinking about a trip to Ireland, um, you've got to just you got, you you got, got to pay attention to this itinerary because it's pretty great. We didn't do Northern Ireland, which that'll be the next trip, but uh, this Ireland trip that that we did in ten days that we did in ten days was amazing. Hoo-wee. It oh was boy. good. Here we go. Now, forgive Absolutely. me with my pregnancy brain because it's been 10 months and, uh, yeah, I've been fostering a child in this belly of mine and I, I may right. forget a couple details so, here and there. Yeah, like uh, like full disclosure, we recorded this podcast like a, a long time ago, but the audio audio quality wasn't what we wanted. We tried to like do a couple things and we just, we got behind. We wanted to go and make sure we did all the majors and everything else, so we just couldn't find a time to f- fit this in. So at a certain point, we just said, you know what? We're waiting until Irish Open, British Open lead up, and then we're going to give it to you guys. And let me just say. So we're going to give it to you now. We're going to give it to you now. Let me just say one thing. I'm a little little teeny bit bitter because well, when why? we did talk the first time about all of our, you know, our extraordinary, like, travel itineraries, um, we were drinking Irish whis- I, um, whiskey, Irishman, yeah, and get getting drunk going. off of it. I sound drunk right now because I'm a crazy lady who's about to pop. Well, but um, I'm we, I'm bitter because you guys are enjoying it, and I get so, to sit and watch you guys do so. so. Fast. Well, well, let's, uh, last let's time, toasty, yeah, yeah like, come on, Scotty, get in here. So last time, <laughs> when I brought so I brought jealous. this bottle of Irish whiskey that we got um, in Ireland, they don't sell this anywhere in the U.S. It's called the Irishman. Aged twelve years, single malt Irish whiskey. Mm. You know what so, single malt means? Uh, no, you tell me. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you gonna get the sound effect? Yeah. Oh, oh! Mm. But I do know it's if okay. it's blended, that means it's only from one distillery. Give me your, give me your glass there. Here, yes. why don't I pour? Drink the water that's out of the bottom of your. Whoa! Well, he poured me this ice cube nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's been it's been a minute. So the Irishman um, we've brought back, we've held on to it. We we enjoyed about half of this bottle last summer when we were reliving some of the trip, and now we're gonna maybe enjoy the rest of it um, tonight. Tonight, you got my dad in town. That's right. He's gonna save enjoy some for a him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What do you know? All right. All right. That's, well, that's about right. That's fine. Cheers, Scotty. Cheers. Let me cheers my Lacroix, you guys. Yeah, and he's drinking Lacroix. Okay. But, yeah. So I was on a trip, so break this down for me. Give me the rundown. All right. So we start off in Dublin, Ireland. Mm. We fly in. It was one hell of a a flight, that's for sure. How long? Oh, gosh. uh, From the West Coast. Yeah, it's about 12 hours. Okay. Which is not terrible. We had a break uh, in New York City, so we had a couple of hours there, and you know the layover there. They have outdoor seating on a on a patio, so you know we spent a couple of hours just sipping on yeah. some. Guinness. We did. I Guinness. will say though, no. I I will say Vodka. that it's actually uh, some people might think that the that you know, Traveling. especially if you're on the East Coast, that you're going overseas. Like Ireland, it's such a long trip. There's a lot of overseas members at courses in Ireland. It's actually pretty easy to, to get, get to it's I mean, actually easier to get to probably than t- uh, if you're on the east coast whether it be uh massachusetts or like boston or new york it's easier to get to go to ireland than probably to go to california 
Or just like it's no, a, it is. a shorter it, flight. It, it's it's just... five or five and a half hours from the East Coast. My dad flew direct right from Hartford. There's a bunch of flights from Boston, from from New York, Good from to know. Hartford, See, our listeners DC, like this stuff. Yeah. Atlanta. I mean, you can get to Dublin uh, or even Shannon uh, or Belfast. Depending uh, relatively on what part quick Ireland and easy. Relatively quick and easy. So um, it's it, it's not as expensive as you think it sure. might be to travel there. Sure. Right. So 14 hours from LA. Yeah. Essentially, about. yeah. Yep. So let's circle around. We got to Dublin and we literally got off the plane and we headed to Port Marnock because we were teeing off in T minus two hours. After <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a lot of time before no. our first uh, right. before our first tea time, and that so was just you land due to availability. And you're on your way to go play golf immediately. That's right, basically. Okay. Um, and let's just talk about who, what, where, when. Right. So we we had yeah, how on many this people trip, on this trip? We had seven or eight of us. Nine, but eight golfers. Eight golfers. Okay. So yeah. So Emily's parents are both there. Who Emily, was the odd person? Out? Emily and I, obviously. My aunt. Okay. <laughs> they have to ask. Emily's sister, Melissa, mm-hmm. and my dad. And so, and then uh, Aunt Nancy, who came along as well and didn't golf, but she did film a lot of us golfing, made yes. a wonderful edited video of some of us, um, of all of us of playing all of us. golf. It was a great. Um, and it's funny, it's one of those things where, like, we were on the tour bus. And she'd like be asking us questions and stuff like that. And at the time, it's like early in the morning. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, whatever. But he's then, basically like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be on camera right now. But I'm on vacation. But then afterwards, when you get that video back, you get to relive some of those moments. It's awesome. So it thank a, you, Aunt Nancy, for doing. Yeah. This. Yes. Shout out to her. It was a pretty good. shout out to Aunt Nancy. It was a pretty trip, great Christmas to go gift. on a trip with like no other with as a non golfer with golfers. I couldn't imagine. So yeah. She had a blast, though. I'm sure she did. Yeah. So we, um, as we start off, we mm-hmm. we get off the tour bus, and um, mind you, the tour bus is just of us nine, which was incredible. Like we, you know, they stored all of the luggage in the in the way way back um, trunk area, and then you have this luxury like SUV limousine that fits basically. 12 people but it's only you know housing nine so sure. we had some space and you know we're ready to go we hit the adrenaline's going and we walk off that bus and what do you know ireland weather hits us right in the face oh, which yeah. was great <laughs> so what just pouring and shitting on you it, so- literally as we walked off the bus it was it just started raining. Like yeah, it, was it was a like, little bit of was- a mist and then it started getting harder and then a little bit of wind yeah yeah yeah, it was it was clear as we got there. Then all some clouds and some sun. Then like as soon as we walked out of the pro shop, like tea times coming up, it was like Down started point. raining. So not it's a, like, all right, get not your a normal LA day. Get, no, no, get your rain pants on, get your stuff on, okay. and let's go. All right. Um, so uh, go off to the first tea. A beautiful little first tea at Port Marnock. Did it's you whiff a it? Very famous, very famous club. Outside of Dublin, as you said, Emily. No, I did not. Happy to report, no whiffs on the first tea for Steve. Uh, there were no orange whip things on mm-hmm. the first tee, so that helped my uh, that helped my just chances percentages. <laughs> like you said, Scotty, like if you're gonna play me in a money game, put put the orange whip on the first tee because <laughs> it's gonna be a bad it's gonna be a bad day for Steve if that shows up. <laughs> um, so Port Marnock was uh, it ended up did like on and off rain, um, but. Like later in the round, it was sunset time. This is later afternoon. It's beautiful, like golden sort of uh, golden hour picture to this course. The the fescue is was long and brown. 
Um, but kind of rolling hills, a couple seaside holes, not as many seaside holes as some of the other courses, but just a classic links course. This course has hosted an Irish Open. It's hosted a bunch of amateur championships. Um, a lot of you know big time golf's been played at this golf club a beautiful clubhouse like in the distance a beautiful white clubhouse you can see from a lot of different holes um and uh it was good i I drove the ball pretty well which was which was great for me because we didn't get any warm-up we're just coming off the plane Mm -hmm. i remember i had the shanks um and i I ended up shooting like a 90 or something the iron shanks yeah the iron shanks i was right and left with with the irons all day but um i thought it was awesome so the signature hole there is the 15th Take yep. us there and set the setting for our listeners. Um, it was so when you get there, I think yeah, it's just the biggest wow hole, right? Like yeah. that's how every signature hole should be. And you 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 would get there, we're experiencing this whole thing for the first time and playing true links golf, um, you know. And then you when you you through most of the round, and you're thinking, wow, this can't get much better. Then you get to the fifteenth, and the sea is to your right. And the sun was setting. I have a picture. I'll post it's it. It's a par up. three. Par three. Yep. Yeah. And sun setting down, and you, you just have this beautiful little picture of dunes in the background, seaside on the right. Um, I don't know. Just a very classic par three. Uh, you know, it. You see it in pictures a lot all over. Um, you know, golf in Ireland. You know, whatever it might be. If they're showcasing this course, this is the the picture you see a lot. Uh, it was fun. I, I don't. We got to that tee box, and it was the tee box you just want to take pictures and videos on and everything like that. Emily, what'd you think? I loved it. I thought the traps, though, those were those were gnarly. Oh yeah, big they, big pot bunker. Mm-hmm. Maybe the biggest pot bunkers of any of the courses we played. Oh, the the steepest for sure, and yeah. uh, they were well past my height. Um, my tall five foot figure. If, height figure whatever you want to call it figure height, thanks whatever. whatever you could say both okay there you go but it was also it was just basically a wall there was no um it was like a, a four foot embankment wall that you had to get out of and um fortunately i i stayed out of a lot of the um the bunkers but uh had the pleasure because i golfed with my sister and my mom they uh were beaching it a lot. But a lot. A lot. But Yeah, I got my dad and Ryan and a couple. Oh, Ryan. We didn't mention Ryan. Melissa's boyfriend, Ryan. How he, could he was, you? He was on the trip for, <laughs> the, could you for the first uh, four or five days. So Yeah. And yeah, he joined, He was with you guys. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it, I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, you mentioned how the clubhouse was very um, just white and, and crisp and and. At the same time, it was also very old school. Inside, yeah. Inside. As soon as you walked in, you knew that there was history. You knew how rich it was with history. And you get that feeling. Oh, without question. And I mean, still to this day, I think it's one of the strictest clubhouses in all of Ireland. Like you have to wear dress shoes up up when you're eating. Do we like that though? I don't. I don't mind it. You know, you're you're sticking to this tradition. It's not. Was the dress shoe? I can't. Remember. Oh yeah. Because I think we. I remember we did get there, and we actually we, we didn't rush we, to the first seat. We went. We, and ate. we had lunch, but yeah. we we didn't have our shoes on then. We all and I. I just remember that like mom. Yeah, you might be right. I remember something like that. But it was still a delicious meal. We had like we get to Ireland, Scotty. We have <laughs> yeah. fish and chips and Guinness and to start Guinness. off. Oh, well, yes. Then, so you know yeah. we're feeling pretty good. It was great. 
Anyway, so Port Marnock was a wonderful way to start the trip outside of Dublin. Yeah. And then we had a couple of days off, uh, just the way that the itinerary worked out when we could get tea times. And by the way, I don't think we've talked about setting the trip up as much. I mean, obviously, we used fairways and fun days. We went through them, and they set up the itinerary. But this is also a good time to do this podcast because everybody should know, if you're planning on an Ireland trip or you want to go to Ireland like next spring or next summer, like or even you need, in the you fall, need, you need to look at tea times now. Well, no, you can only book them a year out, oh, that's but true. you need to, you need to look at tea times now. If you want to play all the great courses, they get booked up way Fills ahead of time. Quick. Oh, so real quick. Start, start planning. Try to try to plan as close to a year ahead of time as you can, like 10 months, nine months. You're probably fine. You'll, you'll be able to work it out. We pushed it. We were probably like seven, six months out. So, you know, we, we, we had to be, we get some really early tea times. Uh-huh. We had to be a little selective about how it could work the itinerary. If you start booking like 11 months out, you're going you're you to have a lot what, more options. Have, yeah, it's pretty open. Exactly. Good exactly. insight. Great yeah. insight for our listeners yeah. there. So, um, so anyway, so the couple, we, but it was still good. We spent a couple yeah. days in Dublin. We went to like an Irish whiskey museum we went to uh, we toured around dublin dublin's a big city right yeah. so you can do some touristy things we went to the guinness factory mm-hmm. which was amazing um, that the, great. the we're drinking out of a cup right now we got um for christmas emily's mom got us uh guinness cups with our names engraved and like folks that can't see this these might be the most beautiful beer drinking cups i've ever seen mm. in my they are life. pretty great like they're they're way way nicer they're super thick and like seen. just like the curves yeah. on oh, the, yeah, the guinness the, glass it's, it's, it's the real deal it's the real yeah. deal people so uh, so yeah i mean we just lots of lots of drinking lots of guinness <laughs> drinking like steve said we did the irish mis- whiskey whiskey museum mm. where we got the irishmen and uh on to the next which mm. was kinsale that's right um so we, yeah, we left on the third day. We left and just took that limo right down. So again, we got the same transportation van the, the whole time. So you feel like Biggie Smalls in Ireland? Just it was limo nice. taking you anywhere. It, it yeah, was, I mean it's more of like a not a party bus, but it's, it's a bus of, with yeah, like some nice seats and stuff like that. It was yeah, great. but it what's don't so have nice to worry about, about drinking it. and driving. Don't have to worry yeah. about navigating the other side of the road. It's 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 the way to go. So we go to Kinsale, we're there for the night, we stay at a beautiful hotel called Acton's Hotel, and um, essentially, you know, we just do dinner, which consists of more food and lots of booze, and then we... Dinner was great, though. This is like kind of a foodie coastal town, it was great. Right. Oh, it was awesome. And then um, bright and early, 7.34 a.m. tea time at... Old Head Golf Course, um, which was south of Kinsale in Cork. And so that was about like 20, 30 minutes from our hotel. And I kid you not, um, not only coming off of the bus at Port Marnock did we face um, your your true Ireland weather or your Irish weather. As we got off um, at Kinsale, we're go- you have to go like over, um, it's not a bridge, but I mean, there's, there's, it's surrounded by water, right? And because of that, uh, the as people know from California, you have like the the sea clouds come in in you the get, morning, the fog, fog, and so forth, and it was really heavy. Well, there was a situation where our bus driver was like, I don't know if we can get through this passageway, you might not be able to golf today. And we're like, oh, give me a That's break. That's right, this was an honest scare. <laughs> It was. We were like, are you kidding me? We've been up since 5.30. We're so sleep deprived. We are going to golf. And then finally, a little bit of the fog released. And he was able to see because it's basically one um, 
one car roads like they share a road or one and a half cars and so we get there and i kid you not and we'll post all of this the fog was so dense that you could not see a let alone a white ball but a person in front of you that's that was at least two feet in front of you that's how dense the fog was as we were warming up yeah but it completely dissipated or lifted probably well into maybe the first Uh, hole or second hole Bottom line, it was foggy, and we didn't know if uh, if we were actually going to be able to get out uh, that day. Yeah. But we did. So we, I, I feel lucky that we were able to because we got some. Because basically, what happens if you book this trip out, you don't get refunds. So we would not have. Uh, we would not have been able to golf. Like no. we, we would not have been able to golf if they were like. We would Sorry, not guys, have been like, able to golf, just, old head. You're, you're right. miss. And that's not okay. So. Just let me interrupt for a minute. Yep. I actually know a couple caddies at Old Head. Oh, yes. so now you tell yeah. us. Yes. Uh, well, I did not know them prior to your trip. Oh, Just, okay. Um, Tim, Finn, and Brian. Okay. Well, Good to know. That, that was, for some reason, that sounds familiar. I don't remember our caddies' names at, at Old Head, but um, do they, but they live in Ireland. Like, they do. The they they came here. They came here for the the bad weather. So they were here from October to February. Oh, okay. you know what? A lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of two-season caddies. They yeah. go to, you know, yeah. Florida, Hawaii in the winter, and then they come back. Even U.S. from, yeah. you know, the Hamptons. A lot of people go to the Hamptons for the summer and then come out. You yeah. Know. Go to, yeah. So so the the views on Old Head, I mean, they're incredible. I mean, we're going to say that word. We're going to say a sure. lot of amazing, beautiful, incredible. You know, like it, it was just being so high on the cliffs and then having to – Pretty narrow. Um, just have to hit it straight and narrow. And yeah. So Bray- Braymar fits right into that. Then. Yeah. There you go. We had a, a, a lot of practice, but um, it was cold as well. Uh, we weren't expecting it to be so cold, so we had a lot of layers on. So it was a little bit different um, playing in a, like a little bit more cloth restricting motions. Got it. So, like, obviously the golf is great, but yeah. like, if you're if you're going on this trip, and, and since you guys go into town a little bit, how is the town? Like, is it fun for Americans? Is it like, is it a good town for single guys to go to? Like, yes. Uh, well, Kinsale, yes. So yeah. Kinsale, when we got there, it was, it's a fisherman's town. Was our first. That like, doesn't sell me as a single guy. No, no it, Dublin for <laughs> sure. No, so yeah, Dublin's Dublin. Like yeah. you're gonna find bars, restaurants. There's gonna be definitely a hookers? lot. Definitely, oh, no um, hookers. No. <laughs> you might in Kinsale. Uh, uh-huh. Prostitution's not legal in Ireland, <laughs> from what I understand. Um, but you will. Uh, so Kinsale, like you, you did. Uh, uh, oh, my dad's calling me. Who was also on the trip? Uh, Kinsale was. Um, so it felt like Cape Cod to me. I don't know if you've ever been to Cape Cod, but it's like no. very seaside, coastal. Got it. Um, you know, if you feel like people in Ireland from the country go there for vacation, yes. right? Yeah, okay. It's kind of that, Bright. like harbors and sailboats and that kind of thing. Bright um, walls. Every single storefront was painted a different color. There's cobblestone but streets. A ton, but a ton of, as a, to answer your question, Scotty, like yeah. a ton of little pubs and bars that mm-hmm. people go to late at night. Bands are always playing. Love and the, that. The atmosphere. Yes. Love like a Nashville. The atmosphere is fun, yeah. But, uh, We're going to talk about La Hinch later. Town. It's a sleepy town. Yeah. But, uh, but not. No, it wasn't. It wasn't sleepy, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Natural. I'm gonna go with Steve's opinion on this. Like, as, 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 as a male to male, okay, yeah, go for just, it. You know, he, so, knows what I'm, he, he knows, he knows what, what our male golfer friends yes. will be looking for. If gotcha. you're, if you got four buddies or eight buddies going on a trip, like go to Old Head, stay in Kinsale. Don't stay in like Cork or at Old Head. Go to Kinsale because it's a little bit more lively of a town, 
and you'll find a good time late. And we did that for that bar. We, we found a great band late at, at night. night. And again, a lot of people are there to play golf. So there's just a lot of people, you know, into the same thing. And um, it's just fun. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So uh, on from that, we we only had that one night in Kinsale. I kind of wish we had at least one more night there. But I don't know if there were any other closes, courses that, that we really wanted to play that close. Uh, so we had after we played at Old Head like that day. So we stayed in there one night, we played Old Head, and then after we played Old Head, we got back into the um, into uh, the into bus. The bus and and uh, we headed to Killarney. And then we headed to Killarney. So cracking some beers, listening to some jams, getting the um, counting up the scores, figuring out how much money I lost to your mom. <laughs> yeah, um, she, she did. She really swept out. She cleaned house. up. <laughs> we'll tell you a gambling game. We'll get into the, a great like now, a trip you, gambling game. Do you guys play 36 any day or is it just 18 a day? We only uh, played no, 18. 18 a day. Okay. Yeah. Just, now, you could totally condense the trip a little bit because we did 10 days. Right. Like, you know, you, you could, could do totally, six and play 36 three yeah, days. Yeah, two, two times or three times, yeah. And, and again, we booked a little bit late, unfortunately. And yeah, so, so we were to, a bit, um, we were definitely, we had minimal options. Got it. That's yeah, for sure. So then, so we head to Killarney. We stay at the Mukros, uh Park Hotel, which was beautiful, very very nice, actually, in comparison mm-hmm. to the other two hotels that we were staying at. Because you know, when you when you go to Ireland or even Europe, you're more accustomed to not accustomed. This Irish one is good. Mm, you um, are in smaller corridors, so and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all. It's just something to get used to, and then you go yeah, to it's this. Europe. Yeah. yeah, it's Europe. Um, but you go to this hotel, and it was absolutely gorgeous, and it was. You know, right around the corner from the Century City, and there's tons to do there. It was, it's kind of funny. We joked walking the town. I swear to you, I don't know where they came from, but in droves, there were people that were at least 75 plus in all of the bars that we went to in the, in the uh, yeah, town of Killarney. I, yeah, a lot of, lot of elderly folk in Killarney. I don't but know it was if great some to see. Of- <laughs> it was great to see because they were drinking. Antique and- festival or like <laughs> something was going on in town that was attracting old, old people. I, I, so I do want to mention one thing, and I don't know if we'll actually put this in the podcast earlier, but um, the uh, we never talked about the course at Old Ed. Like the course yeah. is amazing. So I just said, oh, we played Old Ed. Uh, oh, how could we not so talk about it? O- Come old on, Ed, guys. Um, and Scotty, if you have any specific questions about the course, like let me know. But basically, this course is built on a peninsula. Right. And the views are just sick. The views it's are incredible. just all sick. It's all 200, 300 foot cliffs. I mean, like the fourth and fifth holes are, um, it's just amazing. Like you're hitting, you know, along cliff sides. So um, cliff side, I start thinking elevation. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say that. But I don't think elevation when I think of like links and like golf. Yeah. So like. It's it's up and down, or is it relatively flat? No, there were there definitely was some undulation. It's up and down. It, yeah, I, there, I, believe it or not, there were the one thing that I think separates some of Irish golf from Scottish from Scotland Scotland courses, some of the yeah. famous Scot, Scottish courses, which I haven't played, but this is just from people that sure. like, like talking with others in town and stuff that have been to both places. Ireland has a lot of undulation, like a lot of yes. elevation changes, a lot of tee boxes that are elevated and cliffs and stuff like that. Some of the other courses had it as well. At at um at Old Head though, it was more or less like it actually played the least 
truest links of any course we played. It was more like it was open and linksy, like there aren't like trees everywhere, but it you know it was soft, it was green, it was. Um, you know, the Irish people say that they built the course for Americans because it's it's on a beautiful property of land, but it plays more like a traditional golf course than than like Waterville or, or you know, La Hinge or Traley or Ballet Bunny or any of these other courses that we've played. Um, but it, it, um, it still, though, when I played and, and um, after the round, when, like, when I think Aunt Nancy said, like, now, what did you guys think? Because she was walking the property and just was in a golf cart, I think, for a little bit and talking about how beautiful it was. And my first, my first response to her, like, just hot off the presses was, like, that was the best course I've ever played. Wow. Um, and it, it really, it holds up that well. I mean, like, you can't, there's not the a bad hole. hole. There's, there's hole. not a bad, uh, there's not a bad view. Not a bad view. view. Hold on. Better than playing Oakmont twice? Well, now we're comparing it to... This was before I ever played Oakmont. Okay. Um, at the time, that that was a little hot off the presses so because I actually Oakmont liked... twice in a year? I, I actually liked <laughs> yeah. a different... Not and, registering and, to me. Yeah. And, what? And Lynch. I and actually... Yeah, I, I actually liked Is a Saint different... St. on the list too? You just didn't tell So, him? look. <laughs> oh, my we're, God. We're, I haven't played in Scotland. We're splitting hairs when we talk about how these courses in Ireland... Um, because they're just Everyone they're so good. Everyone felt like it was better than the next uh, well, one. After we there. I've, I've yeah. got more questions after we go through each course. Then okay, okay. yeah, okay. That's fine. We can, you can ask them at the end. But um, there, that that course that day got really sunny. We had great beers on the deck afterwards. I remember right. that that view from the deck is like the the clubhouse patio, like overlooks the course, which is even higher. I mean, it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful course. I, I played well there, which helped my like envision of it. But um, it, it uh, I'm trying to think of like I remember being on the fourth or fifth tee box and like looking to the left of me, and it's it's like you got to be careful, like because you could fall <laughs> fall to your death on some of those things. But it, it just it was beautiful. I thought that I thought it was beautifully designed as well. I, it was just it was a dramatic setting. And, you know, you are completely walking the edges of a cliff that is towering over the Atlantic Ocean. And um, while we were faced with some fog, it was still, like Steve said, by the end of the day, it turned out to be a gorgeous day. So, All right, Scotty. So hold on. We got to take a break here. Ooh, oh, Guinness is popping. <laughs> Guinness right. is popping. We got some frosted mugs. Guinness is flowing. It's got good head. We got Thai food. Thai, thai food coming in for the Island Podcast, delivered by Vito. Um, so, anyway, so after Old Head, yeah, we're on the we're on the uh, we're on the limo. We're back. We're heading to uh, Killarney. Okay. Um, Killarney had uh, Killarney, the hotel there, as Emily mentioned, the Muckross Park Hotel was a very nice spot just outside of town Killarney is kind of another vibrant town um it's good to a lot of different places to eat and it's pretty big like a lot of different pubs and stuff uh the only issue that we kind of found with the Killarney was I don't know what was going on like a hot air balloon convention or or um antique convention or something but a lot of a lot of a lot of old folk for some reason like we were walking into I mean still like the same like music irish music then like vibe but like it was there's just a lot of old people there well other than the old people how was the golf uh all right so killarney is a good spot to stay if you are 
going to create a home base for three or four nights and then head out to the coast to play all the Southwest Ireland famous courses. So it's it's not on the coast. It's a little inland. Okay. There's a park. There's actually a national park nearby. So if you have non-golfers in your group, they can go like explore. Um, there's a lake. Uh, there's a there's a park what they call a Parkland golf course there, which is really good. Uh, called um, the Killarney, I don't know, I forget the name of it. It's like Killarney Golf and Fishing Club or something like that. It's famous, really nice shape. They've hosted some events there too, but it's not it's not links. The golf, so. Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> so, the, a, he, I'm telling you, there's a nice the golf, golf course we didn't play. The golf course was, and you go on a tantrum <laughs> of, well, you You're know, it's great. Park. You can go sightsee like, and go to the national park. Okay, just get thing. to the, the golf. golf. The golf. Get to Don't the golf. Don't sell me on a park. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It's a nice park. We were out to Waterville the next day. Uh, so Waterville is great. Emily, what were your uh, first impressions of, or your thoughts on Waterville? I've been talking for a few minutes here, so I'll let you go. There's nothing wrong with you talking. You like talking. I do. So anyway, sorry. Um, the owner, it was cool because we, we get up to Waterville and the owner greets us and we... We were talking to him and yeah, it was different hand, vibe, right? Yeah, it was a different vibe. I, that was my first memory too. Is like this old guy in a suit. Like, okay. Get you park your car. Really this cool. old guy in a suit comes up and he's like, well, "Look, old welcome. people." So that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's sure. like, well, you know, Irish accent. Welcome to Waterville. You know, I can't do an Irish accent. <laughs> Don't no. try. Right. So <laughs> it was it was a great experience. But, I mean, it's your classic links course. Every hole has a has intrigue. You know. Well, you hold on. It. You're going right. Now you're rushing yourself. Like. No, but the, it's the experience true. when like, you arrive is the most memorable part because, like, you feel like you're being greeted by this old school membership, and it's all about the golf. Like, right. whereas other places, like, like Old Head, again, I love the place, but it's a lot of views, a lot of yeah. tourism, a lot of um, different stuff like that. Waterville is like you show up to a classic links course. Mm-hmm. I found when I asked a lot of the Irish people, including our tour director Phil, mm-hmm. what his favorite course in Ireland was, he said Waterville. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why just would a classic. Say, why would someone say that? I think it's because it's just it is it is the epitome of a classic links course, okay. and it's the first. Mm-hmm. That it was for us. Port Marnock is links as well, but Waterville was um, a little bit more like old school, and it played everything like links. Like Got you it. can't, you shouldn't chip. You should like get just put your wedge, leave your wedges in the limo on this thing. Like you're putting from a hundred yards. I swear to God. Okay. Like you 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 can't stop the ball in the greens like our caddy there said the greens run like a 14 when you chip into them and an eight when you're putting on them and that's serious like like you couldn't put the ball hard enough on these greens but you if you try to chip the ball it was extremely hard to control okay um, all right and my so caddy very was very classic there. link style yeah, yeah it was it, uh, you know this so pack- like, would you say waterville would be a good starting spot for someone to, if you're start going the trip. to yes, if you if you're gonna fly into Shannon and do the or even Dublin, yeah, but but Shannon's fine too. But if you're gonna start your course in Southwest Ireland instead of Dublin, if you're gonna start your trip there, then yes, it'd be a first good first good course, hundred um, percent. Like you said, like you've been to Bandon, Scotty, right? Yeah. And what did you feel like about the greens there? Hard oh. to hit it hard enough, right? You can't. 
You just you can't. I mean, it's it's just weird. It's like it's another like, place where, like, from from a hundred yards, you're probably better with an eight iron than you are a fifty eight. Yes, yeah. yes. Learn the bump and run shot if you're gonna go over there. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you can, like, do the hybrid thing where you kind of take the putting stroke with the hybrid, or even putting. Like, I swear, there's there's spots where I can see I could see a line from like thirty or forty yards. I didn't do that to begin with because I was being an idiot and chipping. But like yeah, I could see a line from thirty or forty yeah. yards out and 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 put it. Yeah. All right. The one thing that I do remember is the fescue was so thick and very thick. So oh my gosh, so so thick. Don't miss the fairway. So They're open. The, the fairways are wide. Yes, but if you miss the fairway, which I did a number of times, it is the hardest thing to get out. Yeah. You basically just have to chop it yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no, basically penalty. chop. It's, a it's a, basically a penalty. Like yeah, you yeah, can't you can't get it out. You can't really advance it. Right. So, yeah. um anyways but it, it was uh an unbelievable course i had my caddy there was from uh was from jersey apparently he was one of these dual uh um, sure. like two weather caddy guys he caddied in florida during the winter and then he caddies in ireland um he's a really good golfer fun guy we had a lot of good laughs with him um so i, just, I, I got a separate caddy question i want to ask you at the end okay well we'll get that at the end uh, but Waterville is, is like one of them that must play must play course if you're if you're in Ireland in the Republic of Ireland, uh, and then we move and on. We move on to um, we move on to Bally Bunyan. It was oh, a, boy. a big boy golf course, huh? What, what do you mean by that? So when you get there, so they again, um, Port Marnock was uh, Port Marnock was. Of course, it's hosted a couple amateur uh, and one Irish Open as well. Um, so that could, you felt like Port Marnock could be set up for a bigger tournament and, and has. But Bally Bunyan, when you get there, I, it was by far the most difficult place we played. Okay. Um, but so you, mean you, like, you mean big boy golf course. You mean you need to hit driver. Need to hit driver. Yeah. And, and, well, not on every hole, but you need to you need to um, – be able to actually control your golf ball. Like I feel like we got elements that day. We got some wind, um, not the craziest wind day we got, but if you if the hole sets up for it, like you have to be comfortable hitting targets like yeah. off the tee. And if the wind's blowing a certain way, like you got to be able to control yourself in the cross. And from what I've heard, most of it's elevated greens that you're hitting into. So like much like playing like Bel Air, right? Yeah. So. Good story. Uh, Sergio Garcia hit, and my dad went through the same thing. So we get to this. I forget what the hole it was um, I, by now, but we got to a hole with a very elevated green, short par four, actually, right? So my dad and I drive, we're in good position, and the caddy goes, Now, this is one of the tougher greens. He's like, You know, he's like, Here, you need to land it short right of the pin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us amateur golfers, like, we, we need to. Like, if I hit it on the green, I think I'll be good, right? Um, you know, just uh, let me get it to the green. So I hit a, um, I, I, I hit a, like a fade cause the wind was coming across. So I kind of faded into the wind mm. and luckily enough, I end up short right of the pin and I'm in a decent spot, Perfect. right? I've got like a 12 foot putt for birdie Yeah, and it was like an eight iron, even though it was like a, only like a hundred yards out or a little less than a hundred yards out. And so my dad yeah. hits it on the green, pretty good shot. Middle of the green. <laughs> middle, middle of the green. Dad's on and the couch behind us as we're doing this podcast. All right, we're scraping. eating some Thai food. I don't know. We're eating Thai food, but it's like scraping the bottle of the <laughs> bottom of the barrel over there. 
<laughs> I'm throwing pillows at his face, being like, "Stop scraping the damn." Just gotta plate. set the picture for you guys. <laughs> How's your food, Emily? Because you're awesome. yeah, like you're, you're. I mean, I shouldn't be. You're talking. dogging on your dad, but like you're just mouthful of food here. This yeah, but podcast. I'm pregnant and uh, okay. a week and a half That's out an to having a baby. That's an excuse. <laughs> so, Scotty, my my dad hits this ball yeah. um, middle of the green and ends up rolling off very elevated. Like this is very elevated green, so it rolls off back left. So. You the caddy goes, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the caddy goes to us like so. He's like, now whatever happens here, just I gotta let you know. In the Irish Open and whatever year, Sergio Garcia made an eleven on this hole, yeah. and it's like it it's gives like, you a lot of confidence, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, you just just get it up on the green, and it, it's just really hard if you can't control the spin on your chips and you can't get it up there. It's one of those like shaved holes, like Shinnecock, where. You know, if you miss the green, if you miss your spots, and a lot of holes on this course are like that, you just—they're impossible. You mm-hmm. can't—you can't get up and down. It's—it's—it's—it uh, plays like a very tough track. Um, I pl- ended up playing pretty well there. How did you play, Emily? I think I played pretty well, if I remember correctly. I can't—I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. The best, so Bally Bunny, and as hard as it was, the finish, um, fifteen through eighteen, were were great holes. You could score on some of them if you hit the right shots off the tee. Again, you got to be able to control the ball. Um, but like, I remember I had a great. I I was playing well, so I was really energized at this point. Like, hey, I could I could do something here, yeah. and um, like posting the mid mid or low seventies, and I. Um, you know, my caddy said, hey, Steve, don't go chasing birdies around here. And, uh, I, I, of course, I didn't listen to him, and I was chasing birdies. <laughs> I and, feel like a common theme here. Yeah. And uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just I kind of screwed up in the last couple holes. I won't go all into it. But, I mean, it's just – but it was a great finish because there was risk-reward. Like, you could take driver and make the birdie, or you could play safe shots. There were um, – Again, some seaside holes on the finish, 15 through 18, that were beautiful. Again, a lot of long fescue like Waterville, and you don't hit your spots off the tee. You're, you're just you're just chipping right, out. So that that's that's uh, Bally Bunyan. That's Bally Bunyan. And where do we where do we so go next? So the next the next spot we go to is Trey Lee. Um, Trey Lee. All right, I've heard good things. Great things. It's a great course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd say what's what's great about it compared to everything else. Um, One person at a time here. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. Vito's yeah, Vito. cracking up again. Vito's Guinness. going crazy. He's getting the Irishman, getting the Guinness going. Um, Did we finish the whiskey? Yeah. Oh, we boy. got the, the Irishman's done. Oh, so the so ba- uh, I'm bad by name. Trey Lee, mm-hmm. personal, my, was my personal favorite golf course. Okay, because, this is a question I had later for you. Okay, so and I'm just going to give you the quick reason why. So Please. The um, I thought it had the best combination of everything we've been talking about, and that means uh, the golf course setup, yeah. the uh, the a little bit of the elements and the challenge, um, the views, right? So like the the prettiness of the golf course. If I'm gonna make up a word, like which old head was un- was so dramatic and unbelievable, but this place also had. There you go. There's your you Irishman. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> Vito's cheersing us. Uh, so that course had um, 
I thought it just had the best of all of the above. But it, it was it, also it, the most dramatic of all the Lynx courses. Well, I say dramatic. Like what old do you mean by old dramatic? Head, Are we talking? I, like, I meant dramatic views, like like jaw dropping, jaw dropping, picturesque. Yeah, over that's the, not a word I would describe as dramatic. Like well, dramatic, I feel like plays like crazy, like. Green's at a 14, and you have to hit it here. Well, that's here. I would say that's dramatic golf, Scotty. Yeah. To your point, like that's a good, it's a good differentiation. Dramatic golf wise, like I thought, like Wa- Waterville golf. or Ballad yeah. Bunyan would have been the most dramatic golf wise. Got it. Huge dunes, huge yeah. slopes on the greens, mm-hmm. and just dramatically different experience. But Trey Lee was um, had dramatic views, some somewhat dramatic golf. Um, some holes are just spectacular. Like, I mean, I think there's a few holes there that a lot of people will say are the best hole, like golf holes in all of Ireland on their back nine. Like there's like three holes in their back nine that are just unbelievable. And, um, and the elements were there. The wind was there. I just felt like it was, it was the best Irish golf day. I, I, I had finally adjusted to sleep. I was good. It was, and how did you play? Did that have anything to do with being your favorite? Of course it did. It always did. (laughs) It just, just had an option. I, so man. I made a, I, I hit a. Um, I'll just say I played decent all day, and and part of the reason I played good this whole trip, Scotty, was because I, I kept the ball in the fairway. Um, if you're in the, if you're in the fescue and you're in the, in the crap, um, and my dad had a couple tough days where he was, it, it, it can get very draining on you. Mm-hmm. But if you keep it in the fairway. Like Lynx Golf is like you don't have you don't even have to hit it off the ground. Like you can literally like you can hit some bad shots, but if you're not way left or way right and in the side of a hill and a huge dune and fescue, like you can play the course. You can find a way to make pars and, and bogeys, and um and then if you're if you're playing really well, uh, birdies. But uh, so Trey Lee on 18, I had uh, it was a par five, and I I drove it to like I had it. Hit, Hit two good shots, and I had an eagle putt. I had an eagle putt from like twenty feet, and I left the eagle putt embarrassingly short. Ugh. <laughs> um, and Aunt Nancy got this on the video, but I drained like. Of course she did. I, I yeah, I hit the eagle putt like halfway, like some <laughs> like it was like stew. It was a horrible putt, and um, on the eighteenth hole, I'm like crap. So I had a birdie for seventy nine, and I hit like an eight or nine foot birdie putt for to shoot seventy nine. So it was a great. Great finish for me, and and they were extremely hard conditions. I don't think anybody um, so played a, that well. That day. So a, a fun little history about Trey Lee in the golf course is that it's situated also a little bit in the bay, so it's right on the water, and um, hence probably the what felt like seventy mile an hour winds. But um, way many many years ago, it was a a, a fortress that also protect. It was a fortress and a protection of a huge castle. So as we went throughout the entire course, you would see remains of this castle. <clears throat> and just it, it's just history. Like, I mean, just being able to walk the grounds of something, and I don't remember the details of the stories, but the caddies all had the stories as to, you know. Our caddies, they were awesome, I mean, too. They were great. But, but we it was just like, you know, they, they protected this fortress, you know, and then this area burned down but you still see remnants of the stone etc etc all right well thanks for that emily um. <laughs> oh my god all right so back to golf Scotty. people want to hear the damn golf i'm sorry i hope this is not painful for all of you guys to listen uh, to. so where do we go after trailer that was that was good that sounds like my favorite so far does it okay does good. it um i showed you some i mean some of the pictures there are crazy um 
So after trailer, we traveled to La Hinch. So we, we mm-hmm. stayed three nights in uh, Killarney. And then we, we traveled to La Hinch, which is interesting because the limo has to go on like a ferry. And we crossed this bay. Um, it's just much shorter on to do water. it that way. On, on the, the water. water. Mm-hmm. Like um, so that was fun. So we were on this ferry. Um, and then we show up in the town of La Hinch. And when we first got there, I could tell from pictures. I'm like, this it's hotel doesn't funny. look that great. But um, and we stayed like it was a great trip so far, right? So we go into this hotel, and, and this town is really small. And we we show up at this hotel, and we're like, "Whoa, this this place." We're like, "We're not staying here. There's be, there's got to be bed bugs on this place. Like uh, yeah. this yeah. is ridiculous. We have kids running around everywhere, screaming down the halls." And there's- so, but look, I'm, when I say this is pretty much the only like hotel, it's pretty much it there's pretty a couple much. other like bed and breakfasts and inns, but this is pretty much like the only hotel in town. I don't know where the hell people stayed for the Irish Open. Yeah. I really don't. Um, but the the town. So but what happens is Phil Did you guys says, stay in hotels the whole trip. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you can do it either way. Lodging is relatively cheap. Like you you could do um, Airbnb. You could do Airbnbs if you wanted to, and just do your your tour accommodations, the golf and the and the transportation. But I mean, when they can get you decent rates and right. throw it in for an extra X amount when you're traveling with a big group, you might as well do it. You could just stay in the hotels. So, needless to say, we were a little bit, especially coming off of Killarney and Muckler's Hotel, you're staying at this what seemed like a it's, state there's no, of the there's, art. There's like, nothing special to it. No, there's not. And, and this one, there's nothing special to the hotel. It's literally a place where you lay your head for a couple of hours if you're there for an extended weekend bachelorette party or you know, Irish open or just golf. Well, we'll get to the bachelorette party. <laughs> so anyways, so Phil, basically the big, the big news on Phil was like, he's like, look, I'll move you to Doombeg out to Doombeg. And if you guys really want, it's like 30 minutes away. It's like a spa like hotel, but he's like, I want you guys to just, if you, if you trust me, just go out in the hinge tonight and just sleep in, you know, it's the hotel's nothing special. Just sleep there. And we're like, fine. You know, there were, he was being totally cool about it. so we did that and again talk about the tour operator having good advice we probably had the best time of our of that of the entire time. trip yeah. out on that first night in la Hinch. we like had a great irish dinner then we go out in town and the when we saw when i talked about scotty you asked about the hotel in kinsale we talked a little bit about dublin but when we when we went out in la Hinch, there's a different buzz and vibe and atmosphere about all the the bars and restaurants in this town it's as true i if i feel like it's as true ireland as you can get it was kind of country but lively and Mm -hmm. everything had everything had good music like old folks lore like i mean we're sitting at the restaurant and you have um four five people that are just come into the restaurant into a booth and they start playing they start singing and they play i don't even know what instruments but they're just sitting around the table and they're entertaining the entire restaurant it was just lively and there's a lot of young people like we got bachelor bachelorette parties i mean you almost got into a fight did i oh you're getting a little pissed Oh, because like someone was like grabbing your butt or something. Probably. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, there was there was there, yeah. I cannot. There was some younger people, like some college kids. But there anyways, so we enjoyed that night. We it was it was awesome. We met a ton of people, and we get up the next morning to go golf, dune bag, which uh, was like Steve said, it was a thirty mile thirty uh, thirty minute drive. Yeah, and I mean for. 
A lot of the Trump haters, I have to say, he does a really good job with his golf courses. Does a really good job with the golf courses. He does a really good job. It was beautiful, and the property was gorgeous. So I think he bought this property, and I don't know what upgrades he made like since he bought it, but this castle, this place is like a special piece of, of land. A property. Um, and so Doombag was... I, I didn't put Doombag on this... Uh, on our little rundown, I guess I, for some reason, forgot. Like, forgot. <laughs> um, but Scotty Doombeg was probably it was the best weather day we had. Sun, not a ton of wind. It was great. Um, the best shape, like in terms of like you could tell, like a lot of these places don't have sprinklers because they right. never need them, right. uh, especially on the fairway. They all make sure the greens are watered so they can hold them, but they don't care about the fairways. Um, but they were they were still in good shape. Most of the courses were in good shape that we played. But Trump was a little more meticulous. If you played it here in Los Angeles, it yeah. it, it kind of you know it it still was fescue. It still was yeah. links, but it was like kept. You know, you could tell some money was put into that. The, uh, that might have been. I would say if I'm gonna give one comment on the Doombeg course in general, it was also very difficult. Um, but maybe one of the most underrated courses in Ireland. I would say number one and number two. My favorite tee shot, um, just because first tee shot because okay. you're on this uh, little bit of an elevated tee box. The there's a restaurant. The 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 restaurant in the clubhouse is all like floor to ceiling windows behind you. Okay. So literally everybody in the restaurant is watching everybody tee off. Down. Mm-hmm. Feels like feels like Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a gal. You have a gallery, mm-hmm. a little gallery that's watching you tee off. Yeah, and start you do it. You do it at La Hinge as well, but like here. Not um, as close though, because yeah. everybody there feels like like feels like Marion when you hit that first tee shot and people having lunch. Literally. Yeah, and there's a huge it, it Rolex cool. clock there, yeah. and the whole like, and then like it's beautiful, beautiful like picturesque. Uh, um, it's sort of straightforward the first tee, but like it's it's huge high dunes on either and you side. You feel of the that on the tee shot. You yes. feel that on the tee shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so there's, there's other, no better feeling than just piping one down the middle. The right. Yeah. And there's people staying at the place and that are it's, it's a public beach, so people are, can walk through the resort. People staying at the resort are walking around, so like you're people are watching your first tee shot there. So it was fun. The one thing about um, Trump Doombeg was that. I know that we've talked about the undulation and, and the elevation, but I felt like this one, we walked a lot of hills. There's a lot I mean, of there hills was between... Lahinch. We have to get to that. Again, but... that's just the main thing about Ireland is like it's it, the dunes are huge in all these Lynx courses. They're just huge. So you're going to like from teat, from hole to hole, you walk through them. If you hit your ball into them, you're walking up and through them. So like, you know, you can tie yourself out walking through uh, the dunes. The challenge to this is, especially once you get onto the green, you need to try to be more in the middle of the green than on the sides. Because if you're on the sides, you're just going to go down, down a hill. Um, on a lot of them, so okay. it, that was the elevation on the on the greens. Yeah, Doombeg's. Uh, yeah, that's another. I'll, I'll put that in the big boy category for sure. Um, so it was fun. And then we had a little bit of another, downtime after another, Doombeg. You guys went and you you golfed Lahinch's other course, the old Ca- course, Castle Course. Yep the the Castle Course. While Melissa and I we surfed, which was pretty damn cool. Yeah, we had a day off in between in Lahinch. So yeah, I mean, so we fell in love with the town. So yeah, we, needless of to say, we, didn't, we didn't move hotels. We love. It was my favorite town in all of Ireland. Um, so I was super excited to watch the Irish Open. Um, play host there and 
I uh, just just an amazing spot. I can't believe so. Emily gets so cold in the water, and she has like blood circulation problems. And and her and Melissa decide to go golf uh, to go ski. Uh, what the hell? Ski. Talk? We go surf. surf. It was like 56 degrees. Yeah, it was freezing. <laughs> but it felt like it wasn't that cold because, because the we, air had was so cold. We, we had wetsuits and the air was cold. So it didn't feel as cold. It's still cold. Yeah, it was cold. But we, we surfed and it was pretty cool to say that we surfed in Ireland. And then the next day we walked over to the, the golf course and played. So. All right. I mean, you can do that in many places, but yeah. So that was it, and then now the trip's winding down. So the last, the last golf day we had was Lynch Old Course, host of the 2019 Irish Open. Um, very, you know, I, I would say besides Bally Bunyan, um, the most famous course we played. Mm-hmm. Um, and but uh, also, it was the most difficult because of the conditions we played in. Yeah. So we we. You know, we weren't happy with the conditions watching the Irish Open, not because. <laughs> Not because, you know, um, I don't know, I'm being a Debbie Downer, but I, I wanted, uh, you want them to face you the elements to, that you faced. We faced the, yeah. our toughest weather day. Sure. It rained the most and was the most windy on that day. We got double whammy of uh, of elements on, at La Hinch. But needless um, to say, it was just such, a, it was so cool to be it was there great. and um, also just be golfing there. And I would have taken that type of inclement weather any day and golfed it again. Yeah. There you go. And that says everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like there's some quirky holes, but fun holes. Like there's a blind par three. If you if you saw the Irish Open, where you just basically aim for a white rock and, and like you go over this huge hill. And then I ended up like sticking it there and missing a stupid birdie putt. The, there's just a lot of memorable kind of like quirky things. Um, a great par three into the wind. Like you feel like you're hitting your ball into the ocean. Uh, and again, if the wind's howling off the ocean, like I, you, I don't know what you hit there. Like you could hit a driver. If you hit it into the air, it's like coming back and going to hit you in the face. <laughs> um, so it's just, it was a fun course. A lot of, lot of wind and just classic. A good Another good first tee shot because the cat, like you're, the the pro shop and the caddy the uh, the caddy shack or the caddy master oh yeah are like you're so inclined and when I say this is a small town Scotty I mean our hotel was 50 yards from the first yeah. tee so you like people are walking all in there and so you're in a very enclosed sort of area um, for that first tee shot so that was probably my second favorite first tee box of the of the yeah. thing. There were more Absolutely. blind shots there at any course, so I would say that was my least favorite part about La Hinch is that you know there was like probably on the front nine there was probably if like six blind it, you shots. Don't know. Yeah, right. so you're trusting the caddies and and you know and the wind's blowing, so if you're off your line by a little bit, you, right. you could be screwed. Right. There mo- uh, it was hole four. So- it was hole four that it was called the Klondike hole. Um, that was the one that you were talking about that had the big hill in the middle that you it was a blind yeah. shot. Right but on. the other. Um, uh, the other hole that was probably my favorite of all of them is that you had a blind shot and it went literally, it, it went in, like the green was in a valley and it was a par three. Okay. Oh, do you remember this? Nope. All right. So that was a pretty good breakdown. Um, pretty long. Sorry, guys. I, I have I have some questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to direct them. At, at Steve, and feel free to, to jump in when appropriate. And, oh, okay. Um, so I should just stuff my no, not face at all. with food? not at all. <laughs> um, 
But the first question is directed at, uh, at Steve. Um, so you've talked about quite a few golf trips you've been on now yep. on this podcast, from Streamsong to Pinehurst to Oakmont. Yeah. So where would you rank traveling across the pond and playing Ireland compared to some of those seaside or stateside uh, trips? So for me, a couple number one and a couple of reasons. Okay. One because of if you're gonna go over there, the volume of golf, the volume of golf we played, the volume of good golf we played. Yeah. And and the fact that even though Stream Song is a kind of a linksy course, um, linksy style resort, right. uh, there's nothing that can replicate what I. Um, that like what you play when you're playing true links golf like that i'm sure bandon does i'm sure cabot does i haven't been to either one of those sure. places but when you go to those resorts you're strictly there at a golf resort and you're going to play three or four of the, those courses mm-hmm. and you're you know if you, you'll maybe play one course twice something mm-hmm. like that we just we just didn't do that in ireland there's so much good golf there that I, if you're from the East Coast and you're thinking, oh, I got to head out to Bandon or I have to head out to Pebble or I have to head out to like, the, it's just as quick, if not quicker, to go to Ireland. So I, I, I like hands down, number one. And I, I'm really not sure, unless I go, the next trip would be maybe a dream golf trip would be Northern Ireland, which we didn't touch for a couple of reasons, but, but mainly in the itinerary based, it's hard to do all of it. Um, I would do Northern Ireland and Scotland. Um, and that, I mean, obviously that there's some great golf there. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's number one. Okay. And also one, one trip that, you know, that maybe our listeners don't know. I, I had a, the pleasure of going to, um, Kohler last summer right. as well in June. So I played whistling straights that I'd probably rank that as number two. Um, okay. over stream song. Yes. Okay. Because and over Pinehurst. Slightly over Pine streams, yes. Slightly over Pinehurst. Okay. Kohler, Kohler, yeah. Okay, because you've get, you've got Whistling, Black River Run. So I don't think I don't think a lot of people that haven't been to them would think about Ireland, Wisconsin, as opposed to like a trip to Bannon or a trip. Well, to that yeah, Kohler. that's why I mentioned it. Is like I think I th- again, if you're from the even if you're from the Midwest, you're talking about a six hour flight, guys. Yeah. Like. And you can find them for four or five hundred bucks. So it's the same same deal as going out west to play Bandon or or Pebble. It's it's probably cheaper than Pebble. Right. So so you hit on it, and just a few here, and then then we'll wrap up. But I think probably the question that we'll get the most and on Instagram is how much are we looking at? So everything included: caddies, stay. The okay. fairways, fun days, tea times, so, everything. What what type of expense are we looking at? So I think for most people, we we had a couple extra nights in there, right? Because we only played eighteen a day. Sure. I think if you're looking at a buddies trip, in yeah. all honest, four or eight guys going out there, I think you do it in six or seven. Especially if you're from the east coast. If you're from the west coast, it's much longer to travel there. Right. So I would recommend you do the ten day trip, and do some excursions in between and whatever. But um. I think you're looking at if if you book with a tour operator who's good, it's not going to be that much more. Mm. And I think you're looking at somewhere in the like you know thirty five hundred dollar range, and it really kind of depends on your flights, right? Sure. Like if you can get your good cheap flights early, then you're going to be closer to like three thousand, you know, ish. Yeah. 
And, you know, like these championship courses, these are some of the best courses in the world. They're a couple hundred to they're two to three hundred to play. Yeah. Um, and but, you know, but you're there to play the best courses in the world sure. if you're doing this trip. So, See, I, think, um, I mean, that I think a lot of people will be surprised by that low expense that have been on a trip or right. making the planet trip. Like, I mean, it's tough for a single person to go to Bandon and, and stay there and play for under five. Right. Yeah. And that, so that's that's the thing. I mean, so now when you start to add up all of now, I, I, I'm talking about just like golf. I'm talking about golf and the uh, accommodations yeah. and and potentially how much your flight is. Right. right. So the food isn't that much there. The alcohol isn't that much there, you know, but those are added expenses. Mm-hmm. And then you, you get this, the, the, the areas like, do you want to splurge? How nice of a hotel do you want to stay sure. in? Okay. You're going to, maybe that's going to go up to 400 if you're going to do four nights at like a five star hotel. Right. Right. Um, if, uh, if if you want like the nicer limo that's got like the the sofa couch in it, like it might go up yeah, a couple yeah. hundred, and and you can kind of pair up or down on how you want to go. But like if you're trying to travel, if you can find a pretty cheap flight, and you want to go over there, like you can do this seven day trip and play a, a, a bunch of good golf for three to thirty five hundred. Okay. Now, one of the things that definitely made this trip that you've told me is special for you is the caddies maybe just summarize the caddy experience over there and and so, what it adds to the trip yeah so that's a great question scotty so that is that's probably and that's another part where the expense comes in right yeah. do you want to take caddies or not i would highly recommend again you're going over there to play the championship golf you right. don't know these golf courses you don't know where to hit the ball. You don't know where to putt the ball. It's going to be so much more enjoyable of a golf experience than um, than going over without knowledge of these things and n- not paying for a caddy. So the caddies would be probably somewhere between 40 and 50 euro per round extra. So we did do that. So again, right. ours, ours were a little more. But again, like, look, for our golfers that are following this podcast... I don't think this needs too much explanation, but like, would you rather go over and shoot 95 without a caddy and like be hunting for your ball on the dunes and carrying your bag? Negative. Or would you rather have the caddy who knows where your ball is? Or would you rather hit 92 and have the caddy? hundred times 92 like the caddy will save you at least 10 10 strokes okay you didn't let me finish because clearly you're liking this talking so (laughs) i'm just saying that i would still pick a caddy whether you shoot us i think i'm doing a pretty good job explaining no you're doing an incredible (laughs) job because i'm stuffing my face with food how's the pad thai it's amazing and delicious but i would still get a caddy i would say yeah very irish I would still get a caddy no matter what. Just spend the extra, a yeah. little bit extra money. And uh, like, um, it's just because there you go, Scotty. Part of that. And the reason that. being is because it's they bring all, they bring the culture, they bring the knowledge, they bring say, that's, the history. That's bring, the other part of it. Is you you when you go to these courses, uh, not to cut you off, Emily, but I am cutting you off. I'm used to it. <laughs> um, the, the having like an a caddy that that is from the town and from the culture like the people in ireland overall including the caddies are all so good they're warm they're welcoming they're kind so you're not going to get this caddy that's like a dick you know what i mean like some people or or a caddy that like you know you're not gonna have fun with even if the guy gives you like one or two bad yardages 
like most of our caddies, we had good conversation with. Totally. Um, it, it, like in, you're not gonna walk indulged away indulged in the Guinness. Like they, it was awesome. You're not gonna walk away. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny. We weren't indulging in a lot of the beer while golfing. Uh, speak for yourself. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't indulging in. Like, I mean, we'd have a few, but like sometimes. Oh, but there was you nothing better than like. Loosey. Yeah, it was great, but it wasn't dude, like. I was, I was walking with a clear cup full of Guinness like ninety percent of the time. I mean. Okay, I guess I just didn't feel drunk. So, and that's a good thing. And like it you're was just great. enjoying, and it was great. But um, one one thing that just stood out to me when we were at Trump, it was a young kid who is a caddy. He plays all the time. He's trying to get better, but he caddies, you know, oh, maybe one round a day, and then he goes ten. He go tends his family farm um, the rest of the day, and 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 it's a way of life over there, and just. He was young. I think he was like 18 or something like that. And it was just great to talk to him, you know. You yeah. won't get a bad caddy in Ireland. Right. No. And I think anytime you can view the world from someone else's shoes, you enhance your own life. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, just a couple more. Um, and then we'll get out of here. Um, most underrated golf course that you played? I think I would go to... to to doom bag to trump because I, and maybe the name is the name is some of it for like some depending on your political views or, or beliefs don't get fired moment um so I, but yeah. this is so i i honestly think that was probably the most underrated one um from from like an outsider's perspective from an american perspective i, I do think the um the there's something to do with ireland in sort of old head that I think the I the um the Irish golfers like they basically said it was kind of built for Americans. It was more it's more like Pebble Beach. It's not as lengthy, so I but that course is phenomenal. Um, it's just not as it's it's not as um it's not Waterville. It's different. So in that sense, I think from from a from an Irish standpoint that that uh, Old Head was a little underrated as well. But I would say Doombeg is links is in phenomenal shape, is great. That's the That was my most underrated course. There you go. All right, I got two more. If you could be a member at any one of the courses, where would you choose to be a member? LaHinch. Really? I would do LaHinch. Well, yeah, that's, good. that's a good answer because of the town. Damn. I was going to say Traley because I just love that place. You can, say, you can choose Traley. So I'm going to choose Traley. Got it. There's another course that we didn't say. You know what's so great? So, I'll be a know. member at... Finish that. your questions because no. I have no, a couple no, no, things. No. He's, not, he's not listening to me clearly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. I said, you can be at Traley. I'll be at LaHinch. All you got to do is just jump on a ferry to come see me. That wasn't the, the question, though. That would be great. Yeah. If we could be members no. at two courses, then yes, those would be the two. I would understand. You like to just where would you personally write the check? Right. Traley. Okay. And then, and, then, and, and then the last question, the best for our listeners, what's the best wow moment when you're over there? That's a good question. That's a toughie, Scotty. You know, there's not just, it's hard there's to so just say. so many of them that it's hard to say. Yeah, why. it's hard to like pinpoint one wow moment. You, a couple. you can collectively put when you're standing either on a really high hill overlooking the water, because a lot of these golf courses overlook the water, and you're getting all the elements in your face, and like you're just bundled up, and you're playing. It's just the sheer, 
blessing of being able to be there and golf these absolutely amazing top 100 ranked golf courses in the world. And that's the wow moment because you're like, wow, I am so blessed to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this. I'm healthy. I'm able to walk these courses and, and play and play these and John Daly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except for your name. And play these courses. Yeah. It's just it's just a clean, crisp air, just being out in the open. But that's maybe why we all love golf anyways, is just yeah. to be able to go up, be outside and enjoy that. You it's know? a good answer. It's a good full full circle kind of answer because that that, that is that's the best part of being out in Ireland. And and another reason really honestly to tie it in that you should think of caddy is these courses are experienced so differently when you walk them than when you ride them and some of them you can't even ride but um i think i think a good wow moment um maybe maybe you missed if you're gonna pick out one moment emily you birdied that i think the 13th hole at Traley, which was uh a great moment she like raised her hands and ran up all around like (laughs) of course uh so that was great um that's because i got a birdie yeah, I, I think... Uh, it was the part three. Yeah. Yeah, on top of the hill. It was so cool. Yeah. Because um, I said I did say at that moment that I would strip off my clothes and go run into the water. Oh, boy. And I threw the club in the air. I raised my hands. I started running. And then there was a big cliff, and I turned around. And I said, nope, not today. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that at that time. Um, yeah, I, I... You know, I think... Um, at Traley, I'm gonna say this was my my most wow moment, uh, where it was just like the best. We had a great round of golf. It was I had the most fun of any course at Traley, and after the round, we took a picture on the um, on the patio with our caddy and overlooking the golf course, Guinness in hand. You know, we had some stew or something after the round. It was like windy and tough, but the the clubhouse was just a nice picturesque view there as well as a lot of them are. And I think when we were you know, arms around each other taking that picture after the 18th hole on, on the cl- in the clubhouse there with the caddies, that it was it was just a moment for me that I really enjoyed. Awesome. That was very sweet, that, Steve. That is sweet. But, uh, but thank you guys for sharing your experience. This was fun. Hopefully it will be fun for our listeners to you know, put themselves in your guys' shoes and see and learn about it and then eventually, you know, book their own trip. To, yeah. to go see Ireland golf. And, if and you, you got to come with us next time, Scotty. Uh, you will be When's coming the next with us. Tri- where's the next trip? I uh, think we got to do Northern Scotland. Ireland. I think we got to do Northern Ireland, Scotland. Yeah. And try to do both because Done. you can get from one to another pretty easily. I'm in. But to, we'll all, our, to all of you Port listeners, Rush. if you've stuck around this long to listen to the entire podcast. God bless you. Um, yes, God, God bless, you, bless you first and foremost. But secondly, um, if you do decide to go to Ireland and you do decide to go with a group. We mentioned this earlier, but do please do go with fairways and fun days. If you tell them waggle and whiff recommended, recommended you, you will get a discount. So, and so you let knew, Phil know. I threw out some of the numbers when Scotty asked me. So if you're saving 5% on that, and they're getting you good rates on hotels. Like, figure you're gonna save yourself between five and ten percent from booking with any other tour operator. So it's worth it. Like, book with these guys; they're gonna take care of you. Like we said, we had we, in La Hinge, we weren't sure about it at first, and then we ended up having a great time. Their advice was great there. And by the way, if they if if 
you're not happy with something, they're, they're the kind of they're the kind of company that's going to accommodate you. They're going to make it right. So, so uh, without further ado, Waggling Whiff is on a podcast, but you can you can subscribe, rate, review. Well, you iTunes. should subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. <laughs> what did I say? You said it's on podcasts. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either because I'm delirious <laughs> and tired. Yes, well, We're losing sure the pregnant woman. Make sure we get a review. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with you next week to preview the Open Championship. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Go to Ireland. Bye. <laughs>